0: You're listening to the Gaston County Government Podcast, Savvy Citizen. My name's Adam Gobb, and today on the show, we're talking with Joe Shepard and Sharon Costner from our Human Resources Department. They're going to be talking to us a little bit about what it's like to try to maintain and retain employees here at Gaston County, and some of the things that we use when we go out in the community looking for new people to bring in. We have a great pair of guests today on Savvy Citizen. We've got Joe Shepard and Sharon Costner from our Human Resources Department.
1: So let's start with Joe. Joe, (laughs) give us an introduction of yourself, um, what your title is, uh, what you do for the county.
2: So my title is the Manager of People, Culture, and Outcomes. Um, That's a long way of saying that I oversee a variety of different systems and processes here. The main ones are Um, Our hiring and selection, performance evaluations, currently our learning and development, employee engagement, I think that about sums it up.
0: Although it feels like you're really fit for this role because you had kind of a jack-of-all-trades at social services role too, didn't you?
2: That's right, yeah. So I came up within social services in a variety of different positions. So I was a social worker, social work supervisor, then I moved into this uh, special projects manager role which as you kind of described is the jack of all trades so you had to learn not only at the time uh, about social services but also kind of how they that social services works together with the health department and how collaboratively you can provide uh, services to the community
1: and you also I think you left one off you're also in charge of the fellowship program right
2: Hey, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, am. I am in I am in charge of our fellowship program as well. Which so. I
1: love because we've gotten several of our employees from yeah. the fellowship we program. I yeah. heard oh. some really terrific folks. And Josh who edits this podcast. That's right. Yeah. So go fellowship program. All right, Sharon, you want to give us a brief little introduction?
3: Yes. Um, my name is Sharon Costner. I am the talent acquisition coordinator for human resources. Um, my job is to source and...
0: Um, you hustle for us. You you get out there <laughs> in the streets and you find good people to bring into Gaston County.
3: I do. Gaston County yeah. hustler. Um, so uh, I pretty much go through the applications just to uh, ensure that we are bringing in, to screen out um, the top talent to mm-hmm. bring into Gaston County that is sent out to the departments. And of course, at that point, they determine if they're wanting to bring them in for... Um, interviews and move forward in our hiring process. Um, I'm also responsible for going out to the departments and assisting with interviews. I sit on the interview panels um, and I'm a part of uh, the process in making that selection for uh, candidates, bringing that top talent into Gaston County. On
0: so, your and your daughter's local royalty as well, right? Oh yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> Do you have like a button for like some kind of royal intro, I, like a yeah, horn like horn or a, something? Yeah, like a,
0: a trumpet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So I just got back from a class at the school of government and they asked, What is the one problem you're facing now? What is the biggest problem for local governments? But I'd say bigger bigger private sector, every everyone is facing employee retention recruitment and retention right now. Um are we in Gaston facing a retention, not retention, recruitment issue? I think most of them we're seeing in terms of, like, I know our department isn't, but in terms of, like, police officers, nurses, are we having a hard time um, recruiting for those positions?
3: Uh, yes. And uh, I would say our departments, our areas that we are having issues, our Department of Social Services, mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, Social Health sure. Department. And uh, police department, uh, telecommunicators, yep. police officers, paramedics, paramedics and gyms. Yes. Paramedics is a part of gyms yeah. department. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those areas are um, struggling right now in filling their positions.
1: So this is kind of a it looks like it's a national problem right now. Um, how, are we having any issues with like the quiet quitting, as I've heard about? I don't know anything about that or what that even means. I just keep hearing that term. Can you all explain that or do you know anything about it? If not, we can we can skip over this.
2: I mean, I don't know that I can explain it, but I'll talk about it. So, I mean, quiet quitting is, I think, a new term to uh, describe something that has always existed. Right. So, it's really basically individuals who are disengaged from their work. Right. Yeah. So, that has kind of existed historically. We just have this catchy new term, this right. quiet quitting. Is it happening more often now? Potentially, because, I mean, we've gone through a lot of changes in society over the last few years people have started to prioritize different things in their lives so as you know we have seen the transition of work from the traditional workspace to you know working from home and yep. different work options i think individuals are now reevaluating what work means to them uh, and making decisions that they weren't previously capable of making you know a few years ago so now you know individuals who may want to spend more time with their families may seek out that exclusive work from home job uh, yeah, and they make may disengage while they're doing that. So you have individuals who are kind of one foot out the door mm-hmm. as they're looking for something that p- potentially fits their lifestyle better.
1: I have an employee who has explained to me before eight to five is not when I produce like the most ideal work. So she says you know I can work eight to five but that's not how you're going to get the best product out of me. So being flexible with that even allows for you know more pro- productivity sometimes at least in that case. So can you talk about some of the things that Gaston is doing to help retain employees?
2: So Gasson County is doing a lot of things, uh, specifically, you know, we've adapted the way we work here at Gasson County. You know, we have really pushed to have work from home options, uh, different work schedules, flexible work schedules, you know, some departments work like four tens. Uh, we have a variety of different flexibility depending on what you do, uh, To kind of capture what you were just saying you know we work differently as individuals and uh, we learned that over the last few years now we have the technology and i think some different uh, leadership philosophies in place to really capture that so Mm -hmm. um, we're really pivoting i think to adapt to a the future workforce and keep us competitive right. within the market. So um, those are just some things in terms of you know how we're doing work. But we've also you know recently done the compensation study. So we're well aware of the importance of compensation and being competitive in the market. Yes. We know that you know making sure that people have the salary to at least meet their basic needs is fundamental. Yeah. And then once you hit that, then the other things start coming into play, like employee engagement and workplace culture and the relationships that you have with your leaders here in the organization. And that's really where we're focused at now. Uh, but we also have added in the 401k, so that's an yes, additional benefit. Cool. So, you know, we are really trying to be, I think, competitive across all aspects, you know, in terms of compensation benefits and also organizational culture and experience. And um, that's, you know, I think we're moving moving the needle forward in each one of those areas. Uh, and that's hopefully helping us retain individuals.
0: Well, and just talking about organizational culture, um, this year was the first time since I think 2019 that we were able to do kind of the what used to be called family fun night. And this year was kind of a night out at the ballpark and, and Sharon, if you could talk to us a little bit about what that was like, kind of putting that together for employees. Cause I mean, from everything that we heard on our end, I mean, it was just an absolute smashing success.
3: Yes, it was actually fun putting it together after, um, running the idea by Joe, um, to, uh, state, um, what that looked like. I made an appointment with, uh, the chief operating officer out at, part Mm -hmm. and she went over some options I brought those back and presented them we presented them to the executive leadership team it was a go and from that point putting just putting the night together was it was fun the entire process I think we were like six months out in planning and um, it was never a dull moment (laughs) and just to see it uh, come into fruition I mean, you pretty much stand back and just take a bow, if you will, because, I mean, we heard nothing but good things. We got great feedback um, for it. So hopefully we'll be able to do something like that or even better next Mm -hmm. year.
0: Well, just be able to get people together. I mean, it's like that was something that was so missing during COVID. And I think it almost feel like you could just step out and just kind of take a deep breath and kind of that sigh of relief. Like, oh, this is this is what
3: life used to be like. This is more normal again. Yes.
1: And locally. We gave back to the community by by staying within Gaston. So I thought that was great. And I did
3: find out from the um, chief marketing officer, she said that we kind of started something because once, uh, I think the word was on the street that Gaston County, because we did a lot of marketing. So we put up a lot of advertisement around Gaston County. So we share the Gaston County Courthouse with state employees. Mm -hmm. So I actually received emails and some calls inquiring how do you get tickets for that night because they thought it was open to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But some of the other municipalities, surrounding municipalities here, went and scheduled their family fun night there as well. But she said none were as big, as large as our crowd. We had the, the biggest amount of people to show up. So roughly
1: how many employees did show up for a family fun night?
3: Probably around, including family including members. Including families, yeah. It was probably around 1,500, 1,600. Oh, wow. wow yeah. That's
1: incredible. Yes. That might be. Was that one of their bigger events?
3: One of their bigger events. Yeah. Um, matter, as a matter of fact, one of the players said to um, Angie, our employment engagement coordinator, um, that they knew they had to play well that night because that is, in fact, the largest crowd they've seen since oh, wow. playing all season. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yes.
0: Well, it was a great atmosphere that night. I mean, it's, you know, people, there were there were games in between innings, and yes. there was just, there was a lot of, uh, I
1: think, a lot of fun. Yeah, I had to play. I had to guess some kind of something. <laughs> Luckily, I won because I would have been humiliated otherwise. But yes. But <laughs> I had to, like, guess which ball or which cup the ball was under. And yeah. our executive leadership team, along with
3: some of the employees' children, mm-hmm. they uh, did the play ball oh um, yeah that was that was super cute the, yeah that was fun uh county commissioner chair he and his son threw the first pitch Yep. so it was a lot of fun things involved for the evening
1: yeah and yeah engagement from every level from commissioner to frontline yes. employees to so family members and yeah i even had um one of my employees grandkids came you know so yeah it was i think a good opportunity for everyone's family too, not just to be engaged with as an employee.
3: And we also use that evening to recognize our employees of the year. Oh, yeah. Well. They were recognized that evening yeah. as well.
0: well, well you guys awesome. had a lot in a short period of time because then there was the luncheon for the employees of the year like, what, a week later? Next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you had some big events on your plate in a very short period of time. Yes.
1: Hey, citizens. Are you feeling savvy yet? If not, let's take a break and hear about some cool things happening in and around Gaston County.
0: Registration for the 2023 Gaskin County Senior Games is right around the corner. We saw record participation in 2022 with more than 350 folks that are 50 and over taking part. Now you can get in on the action. Registration for the Games runs the entire month of February. For more information, visit the Parks and Recreation page at gastongov.com. What does it look like going out into the community, going to different job fairs, uh, going to different universities, and and recruiting for openings, whether it's some of the hard-to-fill positions that we've talked about or just some of the other positions that that come open?
3: Actually, going out, you find out what's out there um, from the other employees. Um, When we attended the college fair um, on one of the college campuses, what you find out is when they see municipalities such as uh, Gaston County government, they automatically think law enforcement cool. for whatever reason. But when they come over to the table and they talk with us and we go over our total rewards package benefits, um, um, the compensation, and the op- we have a QR card that they're able to um, take a picture and see our job openings. Then they find out that we have 32 different departments. And so... Um, most of the people that came out at the college campus were juniors and uh, current seniors that are getting ready to graduate in either December or May. So they were very inquisitive about the positions that were open. We actually got some um, callbacks, asking questions about how do you apply for positions after graduation. And so we've partner with some of the departments to figure out what that looks like for those individuals Hmm. Um, when attending a career fair over in Dallas um, that was sponsored by uh, one of the local churches one of the local churches Mm -hmm. Um, Austin Ramel I believe his name is oh yeah yeah.
0: Um, is it venture
3: venture church that's correct so um, we went out to that one actually I had the pleasure of uh, the county commissioner chair he kind of worked the Bear with me that night. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yes. And so we brought in a lot of um, resumes back from that. And, and again, people don't really know what we do as a municipality or as a county government organization. So you, at that time, you have the opportunity to, to explain what we do, the positions that are out there, um, and then they follow up afterwards. You know, some that had um, resumes, we were able to reach out to for some department openings and you know have them come online and and fill out an application and kind of go from there
0: yeah to that point i always think that there's for people that aren't super plugged into local government that there's a surprise in how many different departments and how many different job types and job skill sets that we're looking for i mean it's really varied i mean you would be hard-pressed to find another employer that would be looking for such a wide variety of talent.
3: Absolutely. And one of the things I, I tend to focus on when attending the fairs is the retirement, the North Carolina State Retirement Plan. Um, that's usually an eye-opener for a lot of people because I, the first thing I ask when you're looking at some of the other organizations, what do they offer for life after work, after you work for 30 years, 25 years, and you mm-hmm. become age-eligible or tenure-eligible, whatever that looks like. Most companies now um, just offer a 401K or a 457B. You don't have too many companies that offer a pension plan at this time. So I usually talk about um, the 6% that comes out of the check, you know, Mm biweekly upon your first pay, first day you start. Um, I talk about that because I'm like, do you have any individuals in your family that have retired? Once they retire, they end up going back to work. And I explain... Here's why. They don't have, they can't live off of just the Social Security income. So when you work for some place like local, state, or federal government, you build a retirement while working. So once you become eligible and you retire, that's a check that you're going to get for the rest of your life. So you get that on top of Social Security versus when you work for another organization and they don't offer a pension or anything like that, then that's some of the reasons why they have to work until they're like 70 80 years old yeah
1: so the pension plus now a 401k that really is such a strong recruiting tool if if people you know understand that side of it yes Um, so that's great that we have that my personal um the thing that has kept me for 12-ish years now well not the only thing but one of the things is our health benefits too and having that health clinic down the road that we can use so yes um that's yeah I, I left the county for about six months and I missed it. I felt like so unsafe, so um, I came right back. So, yes, because yeah.
3: the thing of it is, with our benefits, if for some reason you feel like you can't meet the deductible or anything like that, that that's really expensive. We have the um, contract with the um, it's Contagora yeah. Health Services, where you just pay a five dollar yeah. copay. Yes, it's and so your lovely. visit is covered at one hundred percent. And they also have their own um, pharmacy where you use a zero, five, and ten dollar copay. And most of their drug costs for it, m- most of the people that I know that attend that that are a part of that provider office, they usually have the zero copay.
1: Free. I love free. Because generic, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's going to yeah. be that zero copay. Yeah. And we have, the good thing is, when I used to do benefits, the our executive leadership, our leadership team, directors, managers across the county, a lot of them utilize Contegra Health Services. Yeah. So it's not just some...
1: Yeah.
0: It's not like, oh, this is a low-cost sort of thing for no. only people that are kind of on the lower end of the pay scale. I mean,
3: everybody Everybody up and down. utilizes yeah. it. Yes.
1: And I love it. I love my doctor there too. Yes. Um so, for anyone listening that needs a job or is interested in working for Gaston County, these are just some of the benefits um to working for Gaston County. We also um we also have a fellowship program that if you're, you know, want to dip your toes in the local government, it might be a good option as well before, you know, fully committing. Joe, can you explain that fellowship program? Again, I mentioned it earlier. We all get a we've got a lot of talent from that program.
2: Yeah, we have. Uh, I think we've hired almost all of the individuals who've participated in that program. Yeah. Only a few have left out, but they actually were employed by other local employers. So, yeah. that, I mean, regardless, they ended up with a job. Yeah. But the program is designed to, like you said, bring people into local government and give them an opportunity to experience what different roles within local government are uh, to see if they could potentially want to make that their career. There's two different tracks uh, depending on your educational level. So if you uh, have a bachelor's degree, you don't necessarily have to be in school, but if you possess it, um, you can be a fellow at that level. If you have a master's degree or you're enrolled in a master's program, You can also be a fellow at that level. Uh, Generally, they operate within a department. Currently, we've had individuals placed in places like Parks and Rec, Budget, DSS, Finance, Travel and Tourism, IT, so just to give an example. But generally, every year we uh, ask our directors who would potentially be interested in the program to provide us with a scope of work that a fellow would do and then we select from those based off of uh, the needs of the organization and then promote that during the year as we recruit for those positions.
1: So if someone is listening to this and they may know someone that would be interested in a fellowship or even a county job, where would they go to find these things or find the applications for these things?
3: They can go to our website at www.gastongov.com and they'll click on job opportunities. And there they'll find all of our external listings, and there's also a blurb there about the fellowship program. Cool. And application and all of that information is attached.
1: Cool. So fairly simple, just go to the website and go to job opportunities? Correct. Yeah, I think um, back in the day, or at least when I first started working for government, I think we still posted jobs in the newspaper. We don't do that anymore, do we? No, we don't. Okay. Everything's automated. Okay, so if you were, if you're still looking in the newspaper for county jobs...
3: Yeah, Switch. yeah. So Switch. <laughs> yeah.
2: So we do advertise on Indeed and governmentjobs.com okay. and soon to be LinkedIn as well.
0: Okay, yeah, because cool. that's one of the things um, that Angie's been working on. Angie Torres, the uh, employee engagement coordinator, she's been working with our office on um, getting the LinkedIn page up and running and then starting to um, put together kind of almost like testimonial sort of things with right. photos of different employees and kind of like what they've enjoyed about working for Gaston County. Absolutely. Have you guys seen um, success from that program so far? I mean, it's probably more anecdotal than data driven at this point because it's only been a few months. But
2: so we, I mean, obviously we had to create the page, and we've increased our followers consistently as we've posted content. The next evolution of this is we're actually going to have a license to utilize LinkedIn to search out individuals with specific skill sets or certifications mm. to actively target people so you may if you're on LinkedIn you may have received one of these emails or somebody mm. reaching out to you saying hey you know we're have a vacant position you think <laughs> and it is good
0: not part. spam don't <laughs> <Right>. delete it <laughs> right
2: so you know that's kind of where we're going with this to give us a broader reach not just locally but nationally so that mm. we can really focus our efforts on bringing in the best talent into the organization
0: I mean that's that's a big thing I mean when you've got an organization of our size like Yes, you want to recruit the best talent in your own backyard, but it's like—I mean—you want to be able to look kind of far and wide to bring in the best people.
2: Absolutely, and Gaston County has a lot to offer. You know, outside of just this employment, so this is a great place to live, great place to, for recreation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, relocating here is absolutely something that individuals would be interested in doing, especially when we have um, great job opportunities.
1: Let's take a break to hear a word from our sponsors. Oh, wait, just kidding. We don't have sponsors. These are just some cool things happening in and around Gaston County.
0: Want to know what's coming up in the month ahead? Check out our Looking Ahead videos, produced each month in both English and in Spanish. We feature key dates, events you'll want to mark your calendars for, and so much more. Watch them on demand on the Gaston County Government YouTube page. Find them in the ion on Gaston playlist. Anything else about kind of employee recruitment or retention um, that, that you guys wanted to talk about? I know that we had talked before the episode, Joe, about maybe talking about the LMS system, but um, we don't necessarily have to get into that if you don't want to. It's I know it's a new system and you've been heavily involved in it, but <laughs>
2: I'm happy to. I mean, if we have, yeah. you know, you have a question about it or you just want me to give an overview.
1: Well, I'll say it, I think it relates to retention because that's one thing we do focus on is. Um, building the skill sets of our employees. We focus on training and and helping people grow here. And I think that's important for retaining employees. So we now have this LMS system that I think helps with that, if you want to touch on what that is or what even LMS stands for. Yeah,
2: so our LMS, or Learning Management System, it does, it can help us in both recruitment and retention. So if you're looking at it from a recruitment side, it gives us the ability now to upskill existing employees Mm -hmm. more efficiently and effectively. So, you know, it is opens up with 500 trainings on a variety of different things from using Excel to leadership to dealing with conflict to interviewing. So, I mean, there's a wide scope of classes that are available to people. This helps us because we're limited in the uh, individuals we have internally to hold classes. So this gives everyone kind of an equitable opportunity to go in, develop themselves. It also gives supervisors the ability to identify areas where individuals can grow and then put them in contact with the resources necessary again to grow that skill set so you know when you're dealing with hard to fill positions it's beneficial for you to continuously look outside of the organization but this also then helps us look internally who do we have inside our own organization who has the talent who has the aptitude that could do a specific job role if we were to invest in upskilling them so this gives us that opportunity as well uh obviously it's something in terms of retention because people want to be involved or belong to an organization that is invested in their own development so this gives us that as a tool as well this is just one portion of that yeah. you know but um it's a big piece because again it goes back to that equitable uh, opportunity so like previously if you held a class that was limited to 15 people mm-hmm. you know who got those spots right and right. how often were you
1: and it just creates an environment of sharing knowledge instead of gatekeeping knowledge. Like I can put any training that I've had on, on there and, and anybody can access it. Um, and I think that is something that we're leaning towards is being more, um, yeah, share, sharing information, not holding on to information so that we can all grow. Yeah, together. absolutely.
2: It's taking, it's moving us towards being a learning organization and learning organizations are adaptable organizations, right? right? So is, as we move towards that, we're going to be able to, handle any unexpected circumstances that may pop up and then deal with them uh, pretty efficiently and effectively because we, we can train individuals quickly on how to adapt and we'll be prepared uh, when necessary. Yep.
0: And more than just you know our public safety folks that obviously work, more than just a, a typical eight to five shift, I mean, we have employees that are spread at, across multiple cities in Gaston County, multiple facilities. So, I mean, being able to have you know one centralized place that everybody can access is just, it's a big thing.
2: Right. Yeah. And you can access it on any device that has, you know, a web browser. So there's also an app. So you can download the app and use it on your phone. You can access it at home uh, or while you're at work. So it really just gives people an opportunity to invest in themselves. It also gives us the opportunity to connect them with resources uh, that are effective in upskilling them. So, again, it just it kind of helps us in a variety of different areas. But one of the things that came out of our recent culture survey was... uh, individuals wanting more development opportunities. So Mm. this also addresses that, um, which goes back to retention, uh, making sure that we're listening to our employees, giving them a voice and then acting on that. So this is one way that we have done that. um, And hopefully we'll, you know, move the needle a little bit in that area so that when we go through our next culture survey, that won't be such a hot topic.
0: If I can, I'd like to ask both of you to kind of to close out and maybe, um, what, what for you is kind of your, your go-to pitch for, for why somebody should work for Gaston County, whether it's a personal story of your own that you, you kind of tell the people if somebody's asking about, you know, why is it a good place to go work or, or just some of the things that you typically highlight um, whenever you're kind of making that connection with folks. And I'll start, I'll start with whoever wants to jump in first.
3: For me, um, one of the things I'd like to share as it relates to being a Gaston County employee The experience has been, um, it has been an awesome experience. I mean, I started out in HR and benefits. Um, benefits is another one of my, um, strong subject matter Mm. backgrounds, if you will. Um, I did that for about six years, um, six and a half years, I think. Um, and then I came over into, uh, recruitment and I will have to say that, um, I've seen a lot of change, a lot of growth in Gaston County um, across the board. Um, With the current leadership, um, the vision that she has for Gaston County, I've seen a a lot of that come into fruition as far as the things she was wanting to see with the recruitment, um, with the retention. Um, So the spill that I typically give people when we're at career fairs or When I'm sitting on interview panels, speaking with the candidate that's interviewing is um, when you look at the benefits, when you um, look at the uh, workplace culture and environment here um, and dealing with the different departments, that mission statement of providing excellent service every day, it's not only externally, but it's also internally. Because you have to deal with internal customers as well. Even though there are coworkers, you still have to provide that great customer service. And I've seen it from the top to the bottom of the scale on, you know, what you see is kind of what you get. And for me, it has been an awesome experience in the eight years that I've been here. And I'm just looking forward to where it could take me from now until the time I reach retirement. So, I mean, I've been operating in the role as a talent acquisition coordinator. I hope that when I'm out representing Gaston County and soliciting new employees, um, with my experience, I hope that information is enough to make an individual want to come and apply and work for Gaston County and know that Gaston County is a great place to work. And I can uh, say that I've had about five or six people that I know firsthand that after speaking with me and um, applying and obtaining the job, they have been here, they're moving through the ranks and doing wonderful. So with that, if I can do that with just individuals that I know, just imagine what can happen as far as, you know, recruiting and bringing those individuals in and retaining them because you can bring them in. But the thing of is if they will remain. And with the right. stuff that's going on, I think we can say um, that we will be able to retain our employees moving forward.
1: Oh, yeah. And I've heard stories of people who stay for the culture, even though somewhere else may be offering higher pay or, or whatever it may be, more opportunity. They stay because they they like this culture and know that they may not be able to get that somewhere else. And so I think it's really important. I mean, you guys helped create that culture. You and guys in HR and I guess all county employees too, but. Right. I, yeah, I appreciate you guys um, creating such an awesome culture here.
3: And with the pandemic, it wasn't all bad because, as Joe, Joe stated earlier, the being able to work from home, having kind of like that hybrid environment where you mm-hmm. come in a couple of days during the week or you get to work from home a couple of days, it helps with that work-life balance for the family and things of that nature. So um, can't say pandemic was all bad. Right. Right. But yeah. Yep. There was some positive that came out of the pandemic. And honestly, when we're interviewing, sitting on those panels, those are some of the questions that come up. Like, you know, what does that look like as it relates to work from home? Do you all offer that? Do you all offer the flexible schedules and things of that nature? That is like some of the top questions that are asked during interviews. And to be able to say, yes, we do, um, that kind of gives the individual the option as far as choosing from something else that they've already been offered versus taking the job right. with us. Yeah.
0: Joe, anything that, that kind of came to mind for you when, when somebody comes up to you and it's like, you know, what what's so good about working for Gaston County? Why, w- why would I want to work there?
2: That's a good question. Uh, and I do get that question a lot, honestly, because I live an hour away from here. So they always ask, why don't you work closer to home? I sure. mean, there's a lot of different local yeah. municipalities that you could clearly work for. But, and for me, it does come down to – it comes down to the, the people and the culture. So uh, I – I think we have an amazing compensation and benefits package. So, I mean, that is kind of taken off the table. So once you get beyond that, it's the people that you work for. Um, It's Mm -hmm. being able to work for a large organization that makes an impact in the community across multiple different levels. And then also the organization is small enough to where you know the people who are making that impact. So you really have those relationships built. Uh, You're able to, you know, develop that network of professionals who, most likely will become your friends, and that to me is just really important. And I think you have a sense of belonging, or at least I do. Um, I think people really care about individuals here, care about their professional and personal well-being. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're looking for a place that you want to work, that's ultimately the environment that you want to work in.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have the perfect balance of big enough to do a lot of things, but not too big that we're just a, you're just a small fish in a big sea. Right. Um, you really are connected with leadership of all level no matter where you are in the organization so i think that's important
0: well joe shepherd and sharon costner thank you so much for joining us on the show today we wish you guys all the best of continued success as you work to bring in more great people to gaston county and and then keep them here as well and um uh, hopefully for for long and prosperous careers so thanks again for for coming in on the show today
1: wait i have one more question for sharon oh Josh, you, cut that part do out. Do you get any? You can keep it. Do you get any type of title like Queen Mother or anything like that? I don't, but I do have people call me Queen
3: Mother.
0: Yeah, so we, we have to reference this for the for the for the listeners. So Sharon, your daughter was or is Miss Gastonia.
3: She's Miss Gastonia twenty twenty two.
0: So. In terms of um, African Americans that have that have won that title, I, mean, I would imagine she was probably one of the first to, to take that title.
3: She's actually the second. Second. Um, she's number two in the history of Gastonia having that pageant, and I think it's been over seventy five years, maybe or something wow. like that. Oh, yeah. She's number two.
1: And Pearl Burris Floyd's daughter was is first, number right? One. Yes. 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 In
3: two thousand five. So yes. I,
1: I talked to Sharon about this a while back. We need to get her on the podcast. As yeah, before. we do. Yeah.
0: Uh, Joe Shepard and Sharon Costner with our human resources department. Thank you both for, for coming in, for chatting with us and, and best of luck as you continue to recruit the best and brightest for Gaston County.
3: Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us.
0: The Savvy Citizen Podcast is a production of the Gaston County Communications Office. It is hosted by Janet Schaefer and Adam Gobb and its senior field correspondent is Elizabeth McGee. Editor and producer is Joshua Braswell.
3: In 2021, 12 babies in Gaston County died as a result of an unsafe sleep environment. And as a parent, there's nothing more devastating than the loss of a child. In next week's episode, we sit down with a local parent who is living this experience. She explains what she's learned so that this doesn't happen to another family. Join us for this very important discussion right here on the Savvy Citizen Podcast.